Hello, my lovelies, and welcome back after our short break. I hope that you've had an amazing holiday season surrounded by your nearest and dearest. And even if you did spend the holidays on your own, I hope that the break gave you a much needed chance for some relaxation and much needed rejuvenation. And here's to hoping that 2023 brings in a new chapter filled with abundance, love and blessings for you all. Well, lovelies, can you actually believe it? We've made it to season two. I feel immensely blessed and privileged to be able to start the next leg of our journey with all of you. And more importantly, I'm super excited to be back with you for season two to kick off our usual cup of tea and a biscuit. So in keeping with the theme of the new year, I thought it might be good to talk about intentions for the new year. Now, I'm not a fan of resolutions. For me, they always feel a little bit too wishy-washy for my taste. And I almost liken it to all these fitness fundies that we suddenly have popping up in January, right? There's so many new faces in the gym this week. And more likely than not, they'll all be gone by the end of the month. And resolutions kind of feel much like that to me. They seem to kind of lack accountability. And I really hate all that new year, new me kind of nonsense. So rather than resolutions and trying to completely reinvent oneself, how about we talk about what realizations we've had over the past year? And bear with me, but maybe these realizations are going to help us grow, learn and transform during this next revolution around the sun that we're going to have. So if we go back to that gym analogy, it's not about necessarily needing a new gym gear or the help of a really buff trainer. What we might actually be in need of is some home truths, maybe a few aha moments, which will help us lead to some eye openers, right? So think of it almost as a performance review or evaluation of the year that was, the things that worked, the things that maybe didn't. And understanding what did not serve us or bring us peace or the things that straight up triggered us and brought us a lot of anxiety, right? But most importantly, how did we react and how did we manage it all? Did we learn anything valuable? And what lessons will we be taking with us into the new year? And, and maybe understanding what we might have to leave behind. So maybe let's unpack this all a little bit, shall we? So what did you encounter this year that made you change your mind or outlook on something? Throughout the year, we would have been exposed to different situations and circumstances that would have brought with them their own unique experiences. And what impact did these experiences actually have on you? Think of it almost like a little software update, right, for your phone or laptop. The update is meant to improve performance. And so what did you learn that was new and how did this give you a new perspective or frame of reference that either changed your thinking or will help you perform better? Next, maybe let's talk about energy. Now, this is quite an important one and things I look at very closely for myself. So what were the things throughout the year that maybe fueled you and what activities gave you joy and recharged your spirit? The very same applies to people 
and the environments that you were in. Make an active note of these things and endeavor to do more of the same as you start the new year. Because we want to be around things that give us joy, energize us and bring positivity into our space. Now, whilst there were things that did all of that for us and ignited our purpose and gave us some passion, there were also things, people and activities that probably did the opposite and drained us immensely. So what were those? And more importantly, when these things, people, activities felt like you were being attacked, almost like a succubus, what did you do? Did you allow the negative cycle to perpetuate or did you put tangible interventions in place? How did you manage and react to it all? Now, while we're on the subject of a succubus, <laughs> let's talk about the circle that you kept. Who in your circle held you back from being the best version of you? Who brought the negativity or belittled your accomplishments? Or who were the people that didn't believe in you or overall created and perpetuated a negative space around you. Going into the new year might be a prime opportunity to cut some cords or potentially limit the interaction with these individuals. Next, let's take a critical look and talk about our own personal successes and failures. Where did we really excel and now, let's take a moment to take off those rose-tinted glasses for a second and think about doing an absolutely honest evaluation. And also, conversely, let's look at those situations where maybe we lost the plot a little and we ourselves could have done a whole lot better. The aim here is to get a balanced view and to learn what we need to embrace and also knowing that we need to own both our successes and our failures. Ultimately, we're always going to be accountable for both. Further, this type of analysis also helps us understand the areas that we really want to change or maybe where we feel we can do better and help us identify areas where we can really grow and become better versions of ourselves as we move forward. So whilst we're in the space of being open and critical, Let's look a little deeper, especially within ourselves. So let's do one more analysis. And that's looking at to the most moments where we maybe let fear hold us back or we are too afraid to make that big jump. So what tr triggered that kind of moment? What were the incidences that held us from pursuing an opportunity or getting a project off the ground? Or even sometimes we could apply this to relationships. Where were we fearful to maybe cut some cords or maybe stand up for ourselves in challenging situations? And how would those circumstances or career paths or opportunities have turned out differently if we didn't let our fear rule our thinking or influence the way we handled those particular situations? And finally, one of the most important things is when we're looking at the year that was and looking at some realizations, what did we learn, my angels? If we were not learning, then it's all moot, right? Because if we're not learning, we're, we're not growing and we're literally just stagnating. So learning always equates to growth, in my book anyway. So what were those key learnings from the previous year that we'd be taking into the new year? 
what were those aha moments that you had and things that you thought, you know what, I really need to expand my thinking on this. And going forward, this is ushering a new era for me and where I really want to start excelling. So as I did my own review of 2022, I've had some big realizations and I thought I'd share maybe my top five for the year. One of the biggest ones I've had is that work can wait and that your health can't. So whether it's your physical, mental, emotional health, prioritize that. You cannot fully be the best version of you if you're not in the healthiest space. Um, and 2022 was a huge wake-up call for me in that regard. So my second one was really about that the future is actually a fallacy. It's a construct that doesn't exist. So worrying about it and constantly planning and looking for the things that might come actually is not a fruitful use of my time. The only moment that you actually have, and that's tangibly in your hand, is the current one you're in. So making sure that I'm present and living each moment is super important and also reduces my anxiety because I'm not in a constant state and worry of the things that I have to plan for ahead of time. The third realization that I really had is about gratitude. You know, gratitude is an immense gift. Practicing it each day is extremely important for me and it's a practice that I've put into my life um, and will continue to do moving forward. More importantly, gratitude leads to a version of me that's more compassionate, a happier version of me, and a version that has a lot less anxiety. And truly being grateful for what I have every day makes me more happy. Happiness does not come from acquiring things. It comes from being grateful for what you have and being happy with what you have in the current moment. My fourth realization was around focusing on myself is not a selfish endeavor. And... Focusing on yourself can lead to your own personal growth, can help you make sure that you're resting, helps you be more kinder and compassionate towards yourself, and more importantly, helps you elevate your own level of self-worth. So this is a practice that I think moving forward, I'm going to focus on a lot more. And my last realization, or my last top five realization rather, is around reacting. So there are very few things probably in life that you have 100% control over. And I mean total and 100% control. And either I can let it get me flustered or I can get stressed out about it. Alternatively, I can control the way I react to it because that is the only thing that I can control. And sometimes just letting go of these nonsensical situations is probably the best and healthiest thing that I can do. So lovelies, those were my, my top five. 2022. But I want you to remember that this is your own personal review and your own realizations. Don't compare them to anyone else's. It's your own journey. And when we're able to have these eye-opening moments about what serves us and what doesn't, it helps us understand where we need to make changes and then we can adopt and embrace healthier behaviors that nurture and feed our souls. So I hope that some of the realizations that you arrive at help you find a way to building a new year that brings you better emotional, mental, and physical health, and more importantly, joy. As always, my angels, it's been so good to join you again. I have missed hanging out with you, and I'm so excited as we embark on season two. As always, I wish you love and light. Till next time, take care.